You've found a show that will explore how to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is both focused and balanced. Welcome to Live Exceptionally. In a world where we are constantly bombarded with demands on our time and attention, it can be difficult to find the space to truly live our best lives. But what if we could find a way to live exceptionally with a sense of purpose, freedom, and rest? Whether you're a busy professional, a stay-at-home parent, or anyone who wants to live a more focused and balanced life, this show is for you. Join us as we discover how to live exceptionally, finding freedom and rest along the way. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Welcome back to Live Exceptionally, where we equip people with keys and tools to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is purposeful, focused, and balanced. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share with others on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. Stay connected with us at elisi.org to know about events, inspirational media, and more. In this week's episode, I'm excited to talk with Dr. Makiba. Uh, she's the founder of Pop Purpose Over Popularity Ministries. Welcome, Dr. Makiba. I'm so excited to have you with us. Hey, welcome. Thank you for thank you for having me, Dr. Yvonne. I am excited to talk to you today. Well, before we dig into our topics, why don't you just share a little bit about your background? Well, so in a nutshell, <laughs> um, because there's so many different facets, but in a nutshell, I am originally from Florida um, and I am now residing in Chicago, Illinois. I moved here like five years ago. Um, just kind of on a whim slash a word from God. Um, and it's worked out after a while. Um, I'm really excited to have made the, the change because so many things have started to, uh, to, to come forth. So I am a former educator, um, taught education, taught in the education space for uh, about 15, 13, 14 years. And, um, when I moved here to Chicago, um, I kind of transitioned into the business development space. Um, government contracting space, uh, educational, business development, all kinds of different things. Um, and so at that, at this point now, that's where I am and, and just kind of really surrendering myself to, to God so that he can show me exactly what direction to go to now. But in a nutshell, that's a little bit about who I am. Where I'm from. Awesome. Um, I like when you say, well, you're surrendering uh, yourself to God, to what his, what he's doing in your life. And I think that's a similar walk with me now in terms of we both have parallel backgrounds as it relates to working in the marketplace, being an entrepreneur, and also doing ministry. And with where you are now and wearing those different hats, marketplace, entrepreneur, ministry, how would you say all of these tie together? Um, so just to go back really quick to what you said about you like what I said, what I said, surrendering, I would be remiss if I did not say that that has not come easy. <laughs> I have fought and kicked and screamed and bit and everything else against doing that. Um, and, and I'll be 50 years old this year. And I think I just kind of got to the point where I said, I'm tired of doing that. Um, and, and so that's kind of what led to that, but we'll get, we'll probably get into more of that, um, a little bit later, but, um, to answer your question about how all of those things tie together, I, I would 
probably say that they don't necessarily tie together from a high level perspective. Um, but what I can say is that all of them represent um, a, a level of passion for me. Um, and so in my day job, I work uh, in the, I work for government, county government, and I work in the business development slash, edu slash education space. Um, and so what I like to say when I describe what I do is I kind of did a convergence of business development, which is something I've had a lot of experience with over the last probably 10 years and uh, education, which is something that um, I've done for about, like I said before, 13, 14, 15 years, but it's also the gift that God gave me, um, which is teaching. I absolutely love that. I teach in different spaces and I feel like kind of that Beyonce, Sasha Fierce, I kind of akin it to that where, you know, on one end I'm Beyonce, like very shy and very, you know, calm, cool, and collected, but put me in front of somebody to speak. And it's a whole different personality that comes out because it's a gift. And I feel really comfortable doing that. So I would probably say that. And then with the ministry side, which is, which is the newer side of, of where God has me and what he's doing with me. Um, it's just a level of passion. And so you have the business, the education, the ministry, and it's, to some degree, they all kind of intersect. Um, so passion would be the word of choice. Awesome. I think that when you talk about um, the passion and gifts, how even when you talk about purpose, it type when you're talking about purpose over popularity, that purpose ties very closely to giftings and passion. That when we are operating in the purpose that God has for us, there is passion that will come out in terms of us being motivated being driven to do the things that God has has called us to do. And I think it's an added benefit when we're actually gifted in those uh, areas as well. I agree. And I, I absolutely agree. And I think that's, I think that's one of, um, I know we're going to get to this soon, but I feel like that's kind of one of the things that women struggle with um, is understanding how to take their gifts the things that they know that they've been gifted to do and even perceive them as an element of purpose. They don't, because in the world that we live in, we are so uh, exposed to the social context of what purpose is. So when you think about what the culture says purpose is, or when you look up purpose in Google or anywhere else, it's always going to kind of link itself to how you feel, what makes you happy. Um, you know, financially independent or some type of philanthropic effort or contribution. And I think one of the biggest challenges is helping people or women uh, particularly to understand that that's not the type of purpose that we're talking about here. That really isn't a great, um, a, a great, what's the word I'm looking for, depiction of what God created you to do. Um, so I'll just, I'll wait because I know we're going to get into that a little bit more later, but I, I totally agree with what you said. No worries. Um, and we don't have to follow any type of a specific format. Uh, we could just jump right in. <laughs> uh, but I, I think even for myself and, you know, uh, you attended a part of the women's retreat that I had that, uh, and I think that's why there's a synergy with our backgrounds and also where God is leading both of us as it relates to the connectivity around uh, women and the ministry 
call to women. And I know uh, we talked briefly about your ministry, but that's something that you're pivoting in as well. And that even in this day that we're living in, that so many people still struggle with trying to find their purpose and social media, the culture that we in, all these things are feeders into what we think success looks like, what purpose looks like. Like there's this uh, image or I don't know uh, what's the right word, but kind of like um, it's a facade is the word I want of what success looks like, what purpose looks like, um, what it looks like to be, you know, doing the, the, the good things in life, you know, in terms of money or materialistic things, how many things you have, even when it comes down to degrees. Uh, but sometimes even when you have things or material, material things or qualifications, there's still an emptiness that uh, people may have within them. So, Interesting that you would bring that up. <laughs> a nice little segue into my own personal journey that I will make incredibly, incredibly short. Um, but I was, I lived a life for probably 10 years of complete unfulfillment. And on the outside looking in, you would think that I had everything going on. Like from, from another person's perspective who was looking through this stained glass window they would look in and they would just assume that I, I mean, I had, you know, uh, degrees. I was, I was following my dream. I was teaching school. I had a very successful tutoring business. Um, every, I had successfully kind of gotten myself out of a divorce situation. Everything was just, I was bouncing back. And at night I would cry because I was not fulfilled and I lived many, many years in that space, um, probably up until a couple of years ago, um, where I was going through a time of just depression and just anxiety and not really understand. I said, God, this is not what you created me. What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Because we get to a place where we keep seeking and school for me was a coping mechanism, um, coming out of my divorce. And so I went and got all these degrees after I got out of a divorce just to cope better with everything that was going on. But it was definitely not something like I'm, I'm I'm able to see now. It was not something that God was calling me to do. Something he allowed me to do and he blessed me in doing it, but it wasn't necessarily what I needed to do in order to fulfill purpose. And um, so about five years ago, I started having these, after moving to Chicago, I started having these conversations with God. And um, I I started asking him to show me what purpose was. What did he want me? What was purpose for my life? And at that moment, he never really gave me like a full on explanation, a blueprint. <laughs> he didn't get right. He didn't give me a framework. He didn't give me a blueprint. He said women. That was the one word he said. That's all he said. And you would have to know my history with women to understand why that was jarring. And I was like, no, that's not what you're saying. And so we're not going to do that. Um, but over time, what he did tell me was, he said, your interpretation of what I've told you, um, the the interpretation of what I've given you is going to be yours once you get more knowledge and information from me. And so that spanned across a number of years until recently when God just just broke it down to me. And 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 this is the thing that with, with the purpose over popularity piece, and I think the conversation that a lot of women may not be ready to have, 
is what I mean like purpose is not necessarily about what makes you happy and how you're going to live this impactful life from the other perspective or the other side of the fence. But it's more about can you really wrap yourself around the fact that God has already created purpose in the earth and you have a role in that, right? You have a place in that purpose and your gifts and your talents that he's giving you is how you are. Th- those are how you're going to fulfill that purpose. But the ultimate the ultimate directive in all of that is to just make sure that you're turning people back to God because at the end of the day, we're advancing kingdom and we're building heaven. But nobody's ready for that conversation because they think they've been taught that purpose is supposed to be self-satisfying. And it's not. Help purpose is not self-satisfying. It's not that you won't get, I get satisfaction out of what I do every day when I make a video, but that's not the self-satisfaction that the world is trying to get you to see. That would never be satisfied to other people because I generally don't get anything out of that except for the satisfaction and light that people are hearing what I'm saying. I think that is um, really good. And, and those are great points. And, and also provides a different perspective as it relates to what we commonly view purpose as. And I think what you're saying points to two aspects, not just the individual purpose that we have as in individuals and believers, but the broader purpose, God's broader purpose, and the role that we play in that purpose. And I think another thing that I'd like to add to it is the alignment of the two. How do we align what my purpose is, what God has called me to do? How does it align with what his overall purpose is on the earth? And what your purpose is as a, well, I can't use you because we have so many similarities, but what another person's uh, purpose is as it relates to, you know, maybe they are a, a chef and they are to provide, you know, good food or food to the homeless or whatever they're called to do. It still aligns with God's purpose when he says, go ye into all the world, teaching, uh, discipling, uh, baptizing. Uh, so I think that that is, those are excellent points and things that we have to embrace as believers. I like that you said that. And I think that that's so important that you did say that because what I never want to do is I never want to mislead people in thinking that everything is about spiritual gifts. Right. Because we, it is spiritual gifts, right? God has given us spiritual gifts for the purpose of spiritual gifting. But we all have like, like regular gifts too, right? Like I love to bake cakes. I love to bake cakes. Like you just mentioned, there may be someone who's a cook. There may be someone who has the gift of writing. There may be someone who has the gift of singing. There may be someone who has the gift of, of um, being a mother. Like all these different things at the end of the day, like you said, there's the overarching purpose of God in the world is are we reconciling people to God? Are we turning them back to him? Are we literally impacting the world so that heaven is broader, that road to heaven is broader? And like you said, if you're a chef, if you're a cook, do your thing. Like that's your gift. That's your talent. That's what God is giving you to do. How are you? And what I try to help women to understand or what my goal is in helping women to understand, start having those conversations with God and asking him, how do you want me to use this gift that you've given me to reconcile people to you? That's the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. That's what purpose looks like. And so I think that it's a different, I personally have never heard purpose described like that. And so when I study and I hear these things and I get these downloads to me I'm like 
I never heard it like this, then I know there's so many people out there who've never heard purpose communicated like that in that purpose is really not about you. Because everybody else is constantly telling us that purpose is about you. It's about what makes you happy. It's about why you were created to satisfy, to impact, but not impacting from a spiritual nature, it's impacting from another type of perspective. You know, and the other thing that I also consider, like when you talk about purpose doesn't, I don't know if we want to say it doesn't make you happy because I think if we're walking God's purpose, we will, we are being fulfilled, but it's not always this uh, fuzzy wuzzy type of skip to my loo, my darling type of purpose that, you know, I think about myself, even like doing videos. Lee said that when you do a video, you feel good about it. You know, for me, I know that I'm supposed to do this show, but it was never my first choice. Being, taking pictures or being on video is, is not something I'm overly passionate about. But I believe that when God calls us to do something, he will give us the grace to do it. And in doing it with his grace and by his grace, there is a, a sense of fulfillment. Uh, and I think that's another way that people could also embrace walking in their divine purpose. Because, for example, being a public speaker is, again, not something I'm passionate about or my first choice. But uh, he's given me a gift to do it but he's also given me the grace to do it. And with his grace, by his grace, I can do it and do it for his glory. Totally agree. Absolutely, 100% agree with everything that you just said. Right? And, and, that's, and that's the message that I think that women need to hear is that because there's one thing that I said, I was just writing some stuff the other day and I said purpose um, is, I've always said purpose isn't all the time set. Mm -hmm. And the word that I use, right? Purpose. I'm super using that for like five, four or five years now. Like purpose is not Um, It doesn't always make you feel good. Doesn't always, um, sometimes you have to be gracefully broken in order to be rebuilt or in order to be um, you. So, so another thing that I, and this is just from my own personal experience is um, part of, place that I have in the purpose of God for what he wants, what he's doing is to assist women in understanding the dichotomy of pain and purpose, how to link those two together and move forward in them. Because I'm a very, very firm believer that your, uh, your purpose a lot of times is almost I'm not an absolute person. So I'm very, very, I'm very careful when I say 100%, but I'll say 99.9%. <laughs> there's something in your purpose that's tied and linked to a pain, painful experience that you've gone through. Agreed. One of the power, most powerful messages I heard years ago uh, was, and I'm trying to remember who it was that spoke it, but the theme of it was um, no pain, no power. Uh, and so the power of our lives is driven by a lot of times the, the pain that we go through. And so even all these P's, pain, purpose, power, passion, all these things are tied together that a lot of times we will go through situations and circumstances that don't feel good, that are painful, but it's all these things are the dots that's connecting us to our purpose. 
And I just want to go back to uh, even when you talk about the um, popularity that in the culture that we're living in, most often what people put as the their visual, like on social media, on their videos, everything uh, has a tendency to have this positive skew about it where people tend to take away that that person is always prospering or doing well and it never shows the issues the challenges the concerns or the problems that people are actually walking through in their private life because what's popular is the things that are glossy and shiny and always look good as opposed to the pain the trouble and all these other things that people actually may be experiencing which are the things that tend to pull us or push us drive us towards our purpose that I couldn't agree with you more I honestly um that's part of the reason that name purpose over popularity was a person came from a personal experience with me and I 100% agree with you that brand it's hard to build a brand based off of transparency even though transparency is what's needed to build a brand if that makes sense at all. Like you <clears throat> early on, um, I was telling my best friend one time, uh, this was probably a few years ago. And I said, you know, noticing the way that people are responding to me on Facebook and, um, and when I post something, they're responding to me in a way that, you know, is like perfection or, you know, like they have this, they created this persona. And she said, it's because that's how you present yourself to them. And I said, really? And I wasn't even aware that that's what I was doing. And it was at that time where I kind of made the shift to become more transparent with things that I was going through because people don't like to build brands with transparency, but transparency is what builds a brand. It's it's what gets people to relate to you and feel like there's hope for them because they see in you or they see in someone else victory and hope. And they see, and so purpose over popularity for me looks like um, you're not trying to just post on Facebook or Instagram to get a whole bunch of likes and to become a part of the popular crew and you're not doing anything purposeful. So it's kind of like the difference between personal ambition and purposeful ambition. And I think with us, with the way that society has created this whole dynamic, we are super, super fixated on personal ambition and we're like leaving to the side purposeful ambition, which I think there's nothing wrong with purposeful ambition. I think that there's a whole lot wrong with personal ambition, but we don't talk about the other one over the first one. So, I mean, that's a whole different thing, but I think, I, again, I just go back to saying that I agree with you. I think that transparency is, is very, very important. And I think that, Unfortunately, that's one of the things that women are, I think women are challenged with and they're struggling with is this whole dynamic of trying to look perfect all the time, all the time. Well, I think even in the settings and environments that we interact in, whether it's our job, whether it's, you know, sometimes even in ministry, family dynamics, these environments perpetuate those, that, that uh, standard false standard of being perfect or being a certain way, always being positive. You know, if you talk too sharp or if you, you know, get upset or get frustrated, 
that people tend to look down at you, especially if you are in ministry, that people tend to put people in leadership and even in the marketplace on pedestals. So, you know, I've been in corporate, I was in corporate America for so many years and there's a lot of stress involved with meeting client demands, meeting corporate demands around uh, financial metrics and things like that. And sometimes the pressure can get the best of people and sometimes a person may respond. They might get sharp or, you know, have a little bit of a, um, I don't know, attitude in, in their response. But at the end of the day, even if they're in leadership, they're still human. You know, sometimes the stress or the anxiety of a role or the demands of a role can get the best of a person and they may not always respond the way that we want. Same thing when we put demands on pastors or people or spiritual leaders that, you know, they are the ones that deliver the word. They're the ones that, you know, bring that hope to us every Sunday. Uh, but if they don't speak to us or they don't, you know, spend too much time with us in the church foyer and things like that, you know, we can feel some type of way about it. But, you know, who knows what they're dealing with in their home or circumstances they're dealing in their own body or financial, you know, whatever the issue that can be, uh, the, the false standards that sometimes we have to live up to that people don't allow us to be human. That's all the time we have for this week. Make sure you come by again for the rest of Dr. Yvonne's conversation with Dr. Makiba about aligning with God's purpose. Thanks for joining us for Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Each week we'll explore the secrets to living a life that is both intentional and fulfilling. We'll talk to folks that will share about productivity, mindfulness, and self-care to learn practical tips and strategies for staying focused, managing our time, and finding balance within a kingdom mindset. We'll also hear from people who have made the choice to live exceptionally and learn from their experiences and insights. Connect with Dr. Yvonne by signing up at elici.org. That's E-L-I-C-I dot org. Until next time, we're praying that you find balance and rest so you can live exceptionally.